Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. I'm trying to sound, that... make myself sound like a bigger deal. Oh, okay. Here That's... he is, Justin McElroy. I don't think you're allowed to do that about yourself, though. If I here. don't, who will? Sid... I mean, I, do you need me to? Is it, I mean, if this is something That's you need, fair. like for fair. your... You know, for your self-esteem no, or for that's not fair. the way you never, feel I would about never, yourself. I would never ask that of you. Sydney. I've been thinking a lot about our uh, human that we're making. And one of my... I would hope so. One of my things is I uh, uh, wanted to get a head start. I think that's natural. I think any parent wants that for their child. You know, head sure. of the class, as it, as it were. Right. Well, I've been like reading calculus textbooks to my abdomen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that is one way. I have an alternate uh, suggestion. How about this? From the first day that she is alive, we give her to drink exclusively Red Bull. You wait, like Red Bull, like the energy drink Red the, Bull. Exactly. You hit on the key core principle here: Red Bull energy drink. Here's my theory. We know it takes kids a year to develop many skills like walking and talking and reading and, and um, baseball. They're usually not reading it a year. Okay, just well, to give just you a heads uh, up there. let's I mean, just generalize. You know, who knows? Why not pie in the sky there? But people sure. think that that's because of development. Here's what I think. Maybe they're just too tired to work on those. They don't have the energy to. Uh, hey, baby, it's time to learn walking. Ugh, can't. Tired. Pooped. Don't have any. Get up and go. Right. I mean, they sleep a lot in the beginning. Exactly. The, why? Because they're so tired and aren't amped up with the the power that Red Bull uh, energy drinks will give you. Oh, so you think this is just that it's not normal? Like it's a problem, but I it's so widespread that we have mistaken it. Let me ask you this: If somebody wanted you to go about your day without your uh, caffeine, how would that go? Well, it would go really badly. It would go really badly. We are handicapping to... our children by not giving them. Uh, uh, energy drinks, specifically Red Bull brand energy drinks, and uh, I think we need to step it up. I, With I our don't, baby. Um, I don't know that that is the healthiest thing. This is like Jacob's ladder, right? But for I, energy. Yeah. But no, I mean, wait, Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought I you meant maybe bad. the like the game, the string game. No, the uh, I want to cure the... our child of her uh, uh, sloth. 
by giving her Red Bull energy drinks exclusively. Um, I think that there's like I mean, there's a lot of caffeine in there, which isn't great for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a lot of sugar, mm-hmm. and then like a lot of I don't know. I mean, it's Red Bull. Yeah, I don't all, think that's a good it's idea. Full of good stuff. Well, you better have a better suggestion because I started there. That's my you know first thing on the whiteboard. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I mean, there's there's really one right answer is for like the best thing, not the mm, only thing, but okay, the best thing. Okay, I know where you're you going with this. Give your kid, I know where like, you're going especially with this. the first six months of their uh, life. Yes, okay, I know where you're going with this. I know Monster Energy drinks have their fan base. Uh, I don't think they pack the punch that a Red Bull does, but we can talk about this. No, room. I, really not an energy I want this drink. To be a partnership. Not an energy drink in the traditional sense, anyway. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe more like like breast milk. Mm. Okay, well that has, I mean, it's cheap. I like that. Yeah, see, it's cheap. I like, I make it. Yeah, for free. I mean, not yet. No, but you will. But I will. Be free. I, I should. I'm assuming. Well, I, I, I don't I, know. Sid. I, we have a lot. You know, we got a lot more evidence that that helps than we do energy drinks at this point. Uh, now, I will say that there, that the use of Mountain Dew is widespread among my. <laughs> patient population so put i probably the, could do a study put it in the bottle but, for bubby and <laughs> let bubby get his get up and go juice but i, I think toddlers and tiaras could probably do a yeah. study on this but okay, i think well, breast seem, milk is probably where we have the most you know information you, right now you seem to know so much about breast milk you say there's so much information why don't you hit me with some of it well justin breastfeeding has been around you know as long as we have been mammals <laughs> which is a lot. I mean, I what? Mean, like, eight, nine hundred years? Easy. A little longer than that. All right. I mean, it's as long as we our species has existed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Larry what, King's not hey. a mammal. He's the last one. <laughs> Everybody post Larry King. What? <laughs> he's not a mammal. What is our, he? he? What? Is he a reptile? He's a. Yes, he is, <laughs> he is that. He's like a reptile man, like in the Super Mario Brothers movie. He's <laughs> a highly evolved reptile. <laughs> um. Obviously, it is, you know, just as a little FYI, that is what boobs are for. Mm -hmm. So everyone get on board with that right now and then you can continue listening. Got it. Um, Obviously, in ancient cultures, Egyptian, Greeks, Roman, they all breastfed their their kids. That was I would imagine that goes back like as far as tribal populations, very early humans. Yes. Well, that's where I mean, that it made sense. All mammals breastfeed their kids it's kind of crazy that we even have that this even has to be a thing (laughs) but it is a thing um and largely because in the beginning you know just like today not every single woman could breastfeed Mm -hmm. while the majority of women did and had no trouble there have always been some women for whatever reason you know genetically medically could not breastfeed or in those in those early pre-doctor years who unfortunately maybe died in childbirth mm. so as long as we have been feeding children we have been trying to figure out other ways in addition to breastfeeding to feed them as well mm. um the, actually if we go back to the ebers papyrus which we've referenced before which is kind of like the oldest medical textbook mm-hmm. um they have a prescription for moms who are having trouble breastfeeding so, and I kind of like the, the, this idea. So if you, to get a supply of milk in a woman's breast, 
You just warm the bones of a swordfish in oil and then rub her back with it. <laughs> or, alternatively, you could let her sit cross-legged eating fragrant bread of soused dura, dura fruit, and then um, rub the parts with the poppy plant. I'm assuming the parts references, you know, the, the nipple parts. Yeah, they with just were trying to be discreet. Right. Rub the parts with poppy plants. Uh, uh, presumably she has passed the kid off at this point because otherwise she's going to need three hands. <laughs> right. Well, I think maybe like you could hold the baby while I sit cross-legged, eat some Dura and rub my nipples with poppies. I would rather feed you the bread and hold the kid in the other hand and let you just focus on the poppies. Just focus. You just get. <laughs> is this a fantasy serious. of yours? Is we're this into a, now? This is probably a private space type activity, right? I would imagine. Well, I'm assuming you don't. Yeah, I'm assuming this is kind of something you'd want to do at home. What? Warm the bones of a swordfish in oil and rub her back with it. I think that's just a great excuse for a back massage. Oh, you know what would help, hon? <laughs> you know what would be great for me? What would really get the milk flowing? Uh, a back massage. Wait, no. I mean, <laughs> do we have any swordfish bones? Perfect. What's what's over there in that corner? What do we have for dinner? Ah, swordfish. Yeah, it's perfect. That's what I need. I think that's where that came from. Exactly. I think the first woman to it was just that's what they cooked that night. Yeah, she just happened to have swordfish lying it's around. A fancy household. It is nice. I don't know that you're supposed to eat a lot of swordfish when you're pregnant, though. Yeah, like well, that. But I guess you've already so this is a world that you've imagined. Where we think rubbing swordfish <laughs> oil on your back will help with lactation, but we also are like super keen on mercury levels and their effect on lactating women. Is that is that what we're? I we're guess at? at that point you're right. We don't have to worry so much. She's not pregnant anymore. We're lucky so. women back then couldn't eat cigarettes because that's what they would be eating exclusively. They wouldn't know anything. <laughs> the the Greeks also believed in supplementing uh, breastfeeding with uh, wine and honey. Sounds nice. You know, just uh, if your baby wasn't gaining enough weight or just for fun. Now, honey's really bad for babies, though, right? Yes. You're not supposed to give them honey because of botulism. Huh. So under a year. Yeah. The possibility. Not that all honey has botulism necessarily, but. Except surprise, it does. No. <laughs> we just. Terror in here, the cupboard. Here we have talked up honey for so long. And what now we just destroyed it. What's sweetener in your trying that. to kill you? More than 11. Um, it's honey, Sid. I didn't want you to have to wait. <laughs> the, uh, the thing is that as long as we have been breastfeeding our own children, you know, there have been, like I said, women who've had trouble with this. So we've had to ask for help from other women mm -hmm. to breastfeed our children. Uh, so wet nurses who are, you know, women whose job it is, you hire them to, you know, breastfeed your child if you can't, have been around since like 2000 B.C. Hmm. Um, and those were, again, mainly not for convenience, but for women who couldn't breastfeed or for families who, you know, the mother died in childbirth. And so they would hire somebody to breastfeed the baby. Can I ask a stupid question about this? Sure. How do you keep like that going? These are women who recently had children of their own. Okay. So it's not a long term career. This no. is real. This is really contract work. I mean, if you keep, you can keep the milk going once you've had a baby and you start lactating. You can keep it going for quite a long time, which mm -hmm. is why some moms breastfeed for years. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's not like you had your kid eight years ago and you can become a wet nurse today. Okay. No. 
Um, you know, there, there were also alternatives for bottle feeding that far back uh, for if, let's say, that the mom passed away and you couldn't afford maybe a wet nurse because you did have to, to pay them unless you had slaves, which, you know, you probably had to be rich to have slaves, too. Uh, you could use terracotta pots that they used. Kind of, They look kind of like coffee or teapots mm-hmm. and just kind of dump stuff in the baby's mouth. Now, let me ask another dumb question, if you'll permit it. I imagine in this time period, it was a it was a pretty savage time, pretty fairly mercenary. I think mm-hmm. I don't think you had a lot of like super engaged single dads. Like, who was making sure these babies got fed? Well, I mean, in some cases, you know, you're hoping in in like um, tribal scenarios, you know, in close knit small communities, then it would be the whole villages kind of mm-hmm. job to feed the baby. Um, in larger societies, the Romans used to do this. Actually, uh, they would, Roman royalty would find abandoned children. So exactly what you're saying, the the, de- the single dad or whoever was left in the family may not have cared enough to, to bother once the mom passed away. Um, but Let's they be would, honest, though, knowing dads, he probably just forgot him. <laughs> they went to the park. And <laughs> they, sp- they specifically said that these were babies found in rubbish piles. In what I read, where else were they supposed to take the kids to play, Sydney? They I don't, didn't have anything back then. They have jungle gyms. I think it, I think it's weird that you you don't care enough about your kid that you're not going to raise them. You're going to abandon them, but you do want to make sure and abandon them in the appropriate place. Yeah, but the but Roman royalty maybe would they go, started off they were taking an ironic Instagram like, ah <laughs> taking out the trash get it and then they forgot the kid was there. Maybe I don't maybe it's possible. I mean Instagram is very popular back then. Um, but usually this was just to increase their pool of slaves. So the royalty would go collect these abandoned children, cool. which sounds like a really swell thing for them to do. But it was really just they would force their already sla- enslaved wet nurses to feed these babies so that then they could increase their their slave number. Wonderful. OK, great. Um, there because the use of wet nurses was known, even though it was not necessarily popular, you know, most women still fed their own children. Uh, Serranus, who we've referenced before in Roman times, actually wrote about a way to check for the quality of breast milk. So if you, you know, you want a wet nurse, but you want to hire the very best, you're going to sure. check out the product first. Oh, yeah. You should be able to stand a spoon up in it. That's what they say. N- no, that would not be breast milk. That would be, a, I'm sorry, that's the best milkshake. No, what you're supposed to do is you take a drop of breast milk and you put it on your fingernail. Mm-hmm. And if you move your finger around a little bit, the breast milk should not be so thin as to spread over the entire nail. Mm-hmm. That's too thin. On the flip side, if you turn your finger over, it should not be so thick that it just clings to the nail. That's so somewhere in between that. It's just the right viscosity. <laughs> exactly. They use this test for 1,500 years. Holy crap. At no point did they just switch to a taste test? Mouthfeel? Uh, Thirst quenchability? Nothing? You know, I'm sure there was somebody who tried to do that. Had to be some weird beard trying to get that going. They also had... I have a new system. <laughs> Let me get a taste. What? That's the whole system. Let me get a taste. That's like some weird fetish. Yeah. Or yeah. just thirsty. I don't know. What'd they have to drink back then? They're tired of water and wine. You're tired of wine, so you turn to breast milk? Or breast milk mixed not, with wine. I mean, I'm not arguing the nutritional properties. Breast milk but... mixed with wine is how Barles and James is invented. <laughs> Did you know that? That's true. 
and sugar and sugar and all the sugar and all the sugar uh the the romans also believe that you need to keep your wet nurses working um if you i mean if you're gonna hire them to feed babies like they, they're not gonna spend all their time feeding babies so you're gonna do something else with them mm-hmm. they just want to get their money's worth sure so they should engage in like upper body labor <laughs> because they, they, their excuse was well we'll really keep the milk flowing if you're like moving those arms i guess using them like kind of like a, a pump <laughs> sure yeah, so. that's how humans work. <laughs> so you that, would... that, that betrays a, a good, good substantive uh, understanding of our various systems. We're like a pump. Like a pump to do some grinding and some weaving and then... Crank us up. Um, in the Middle Ages, of course, because everything was messed up, we thought that um, mother's milk had magical properties. Oh, naturally. Uh, we thought it could pass along Middle wisdom. Ages when everybody got dumber for a little while. <laughs> there was a mythical being named Philosophia Sapientia mm-hmm. who passed on wisdom to philosophers by nursing them at her wise teats. I mean, no. Okay. No, there wasn't, but this was a common That's what held. they told their wives. <laughs> Me? I was, um, ooh. would you believe? It was. It was also at this time that they started thinking that there was a lot more passed on to the child other than just milk when you breastfed that uh, the child could actually take on some of the characteristics of whoever was breastfeeding them. So you really had to be careful about your wet nurses. Mm -hmm. Um, And this actually led a lot more women to try to feed their own children and move away from wet nurses if possible uh, because, you know, you didn't know what kind of attitude, temperament, how smart this woman was, what, what kind of physical really, imperfections she might have. What if she really liked James Taylor? Now you have to live with that. <laughs> Enjoy your child. Now your baby loves James now Taylor forever. your baby forever. loves James Taylor forever, and that's on you. No, and Justin can't stand you. Ugh. What is your hate on for James Taylor? I don't want to talk about James Taylor on my podcast. This is my <laughs> podcast, and I don't have to give him any space. He's already uh, infiltrated the entire popular conscience of an entire baby boomer generation. He doesn't get the whole sway here, too. I know he tainted Carol King for you. He tainted everything he touches. He's the anti-Midas. All right. Well, this podcast will be a James Taylor list universe just for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, the one particular idea that persisted was that women with red hair should not be chosen to breastfeed your baby. I, I guess if you have red hair, you should breastfeed your kid because it's I don't know. Maybe they will too. But if you're picking a if you're picking a wet nurse, don't pick a redhead because redheads were thought to have hot temperaments. Hmm. And you don't want to pass that on to your child. Um, If babies did bottle feed in this era, which was rare, but if they did, they used a perforated cow's horn. How odd. Okay. Sure. Why not? I don't know. Cows have milk. You can kind of picture that. You can look up pictures of these online if you want to, but it it, it is. It's just a big giant cow's horn with like a, a little like well it's not plastic but a little spout type thing or rag tied to the end of it that the baby can suck on and um in the 18th century there was more and more of a move toward women nursing their own children and you see this wax and wane throughout time Mm -hmm. that there are time periods where it is very fashionable to nurse your own children and there are time periods where there are where it's kind of like a backlash like oh i'm too important i'm too rich whatever i don't have time for that somebody else nurse my kid um they in the 18th century they believe that infant mortality was linked to the use of wet nurses hmm. uh and so they began to and it, you know it's it's possible depending on what diseases and things were rampant that maybe that was contributing at times but i don't think widespread um 
Linnaeus even wrote about uh, wet nurses very negatively saying that they ate too much fat, they drank too much alcohol, and they all had VD. So That's a very <laughs> broad brush, Linnaeus. I have to I say, so. I'm sure there were a lot of very decent wet nurses. Oh, there certainly were. But this did lead to, there were some laws passed in different parts of Europe that actually forced women to breastfeed their own children. See, that does, I don't like that either. That no. seems like an overstep of the government's power. <laughs> I agree completely. I am all for breastfeeding, but I, I don't want to do it because the government makes me. There's nothing that makes milk taste sweeter than when it's court mandated. Why, why, Justin, can you explain to me, why do men get off on writing laws about my private parts. Justin stood, <laughs> silent, staring into the distance, knowing that if he waited long enough and was quiet, the moment would pass and Sydney would continue with the podcast. All right, fine. Let's talk about the bubby pot. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this was about the same time that Hugh Smith... Uh, in London, invented the pewter bubby pot. I should clarify earlier, the reason I didn't answer was out of fear, just to be clear. Right. Because there's really no... I know you agree with me. Thanks, okay. I didn't. I, want, I just want to make that clear. I don't want to think, like, oh, there she is again, because that's not my... Stop legislating my mammary glands. Mine too. Um. So the, <laughs> the bubby pot... Nobody's legislating your mammary glands. Sorry, bubby pot? What? Sorry, you're saying bubby pot? So, okay, it was kind of like a coffee pot, um, except for over the spout at the end is like a little knob, like a heart-shaped knob. Okay. And it has holes in it, and that's what the baby kind of sucks on, but you want to put like a rag over that first, because you can imagine that's kind of uncomfortable. Sure. And you could fill it with whatever whatever you were feeding your baby. And all through this time period, I should mention, I don't think I've said this, um, animal milk was an alternative if you had it. Uh, but you didn't. You couldn't refrigerate things, so you didn't always have a fresh supply of animal milk available, especially if you lived in an urban area. So or your cow had just had a baby, <laughs> didn't have enough to go around. Although you probably would preferentially feed your child over the baby cow. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like were weird Peter times. to pay Paul though, because then your baby doesn't have steak later. So I don't know. You <laughs> you could also feed your baby at the time. It was popular. Um, pap. Paps? Pap. Papst? <laughs> Not papst. Pap. What's pap? You don't have a hipster baby. Yet. No. This uh, pap was a mixture of, it was like bread that you soaked in water or milk until it got really like, you know, mushy. Mm -hmm. So you could feed him that. Pap is also, uh, that makes sense actually, because I know pop, pap is a, is a slang term for something that's just kind of like. Filler. Filler, milk but toast. No, yeah, yeah. It yeah, has nothing. no real. Substance, substance or value yeah, right. yep yep and that's probably where it comes from mm. uh, there was also panada which was um a term for cereal that was cooked in broth oh god there were all kinds of weird mixtures during this time period of milk and beef broth and melted butter that you could feed your baby um if you thought they weren't getting enough milk or if there was a problem with breastfeeding or you didn't have a wet nurse or whatever um they had another thing to feed your baby with called a pap boat hmm. um, and you can find there are some vessels where you just kind of pour the pap into the baby's mouth but a lot of them would come with a spoon with a hollow stem and you would get some of the pap in the spoon and then blow through the stem to kind of like shoot the pap straight 
down your baby's throat. Nice. Does not seem like a good plan to no, me. No, come and drink from the fire hose, baby. <laughs> I got, oh, P.S. Got a little something special in there for you. They're called germs. I don't know what those are yet. They haven't been invented, but trust me, they're okay. in there. I'm going to shotgun this pap down your throat, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Come slam this. <laughs> baby, come slam this grain and broth. Come on, we're going to, me, me and Skylar are going to go crush it. Baby. Um, as you as you already kind of hinted at, the one thing that the pat boat and the the bubby pot and all of these inventions were really great for was growing bacteria. Yeah, right. And they were very difficult to clean. So as you can imagine, this was really bad for baby. Mm-hmm. And it was seen as, you know, the last kind of ditch alternative. These were not preferred right. in any, by any stretch. Um, and as I said, animal milk was still an alternative if you lived in more of a rural area. And if you maybe couldn't store it or you didn't have some sort of device to feed it to your baby, you could just let the baby get it straight from the source. From the goat source. From the goat source. Oh, no. Oh, baby. How did your head get kicked, baby? What are you doing in there? <laughs> this became very popular in France with goats um, when the syphilis epidemic hit because all the wet nurses had syphilis, so you didn't want them feeding your baby while they had syphilis, so sounds like the, let them go nurse on the goat. Sounds like the opening scenes of like the weirdest Disney movie ever. <laughs> like the child gets very attached to it, and then it gets killed by a hunter. And it's sort of like Tarzan, but with goats instead of monkeys. Hey, I think Sid, that should be the next the next big Disney movie. They've caused enough of an uproar with Frozen. Let's just keep on this. Just yeah, keep on trucking. Sid, that should cover the 18th century, I guess. Uh, why don't you hit me with that 19th century? Well, Justin, I would love to do that for you, but unfortunately, you're behind again on your payments. Oof. Okay. Well, let's head to the billing department. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off.
Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, 19th century, hit me. All right, so in 19th century, um, that's when we start to see uh, more and more of the upper classes in Europe and throughout the U.S. starting to utilize a wet nurse, even when they don't have to. Um, A lot of royal families did this because they were expected to have so many children. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, it's, it's harder to get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. It is a myth that you can't get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. You can, but it's harder. And so it was easier for these, yes. Huh. So it was easier for these royal women to have their baby, pass it off to their wet nurse, and kind of get started on making the next one ASAP. Right. Um, This became popular among other rich people thinking like, well, I'm too good to nurse my baby too. Then it becomes Um, fashionable, and then everybody's trying to. Right. Right. Then everybody wants to pass their baby off to a wet nurse. Uh, Formula was still seen as a last resort, and it was considered possibly dangerous and this was largely again because of just refrigeration and i'm surprised you know. even had formula it just seems like it would be like dust mixed with water because well, they're all idiots and i should say that we we do see during this century the introduction of something that was actually called formula and was a mixture of things other than just milk um but a lot of what we're referring to as formula is milk with all that stuff i mean that i mentioned before that was still popular like melted butter Mm. Although we say that, but like I have patients who feed their babies gravy, so I don't know that I can say much. In the bottle? I I think they just use like a spoon or a cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I'd love a bottle of gravy. Um, But in this century, we find the introduction of better bottles. Uh, Rubber nipples were invented in Mm. India. Um, And that made it much, much easier to feed your baby. Sure. And, And these were also products that were easier to clean. That was a big thing. Um, improved formula so we started to actually see actually things like powdered formulas and stuff were introduced hmm. and then finally refrigeration was a big was a big part of that that's actually if you've ever heard the myth that you're not supposed to wean your baby in the summer that's where this comes from huh. because uh, you couldn't you know reliably refrigerate stuff in the summer before then so you wouldn't want to take your baby off the breast in summer because then what whatever you fed it could be spoiled oh gosh um, but as as formula became safer, the perspective on breastfeeding actually became more and more negative. I wonder why that just is it just because it 
Is it sort of like hardwood floors got for a while? It just it, it's natural and sort of un un untooled with un unshaped by man, and as such, it it is uh, inferior. That's that's actually pretty close to what it was. It was very much a time when science and innovation was being prized, and as we move into like the 1900s. You know, we're, we're talking about people who wanted the latest, the newest, the best um, stuff that was manufactured in a lab and not stuff that you could get at home. Um, and so as a result, everybody was switching to formula. Everybody was switching to bottle feeding. Um, what this was coupled with uh, this time period, especially in the early 1900s, when it was thought that you could easily overcoddle your infant. And so the, all that bonding that you do when you breastfeed was actually seen as a negative thing. Oh, because they get too reliant, can't cut the apron strings, as it were. Right. You'll make your you'll make weak children. Hmm. Um, and Freud made it a lot worse when he told everybody, you know, I think babies get sexual pleasure from breastfeeding. Oh, good job, Freud. So what can't you ruin? <laughs> a lot of women got pretty freaked out, thought that maybe they were hurting their infants, or at the well, very yeah, least, because it, it was like Freud gross. turned like everybody's baby into like weird sexual perverts <laughs> latched onto their nipples. You creep. And uh, and as you can see, this you know throughout this time period, breastfeeding just fell to to very little. I mean, it was something that you were you were supposed to do if you couldn't afford anything else. So it was seen as something that you only did if you were poor or if you were just uneducated and didn't know that you should either go get a wet nurse or even safer, go get formula. This actually peaked in the 1950s. That's how that's how late we're talking Mm -hmm. Um, that this attitude where where less than half of the population was breastfeeding and um, and it was very much frowned upon. A lot of women thought it was gross. Hmm. Um, This changed again as as i said there are waves of this throughout history this changed again in the 60s we began to see and i think it probably makes sense to a lot of people kind of that return to the earth natural lifestyle kind of thing yeah exactly and so you begin to see breastfeeding come back um it was difficult and still is to this day and i thought this was really interesting um part of the part of the barriers to women breastfeeding today is that a lot of the, our previous generations didn't. Hmm. So it can be hard for you to look for, look to your moms or grandmas to give you advice because so many of them didn't. We, so we lost a lot of sort of institutional knowledge. Right. I mean, breastfeeding was really something that um, all of the kind of trials and tribulations of it were things that women just passed down to each other through the generations, hmm. except for then it fell off for so long we lost a lot of that knowledge. Um and then uh, one big thing that they're still fighting is direct-to-consumer advertising of formula. It began in the 80s, and it led a lot of people to believe that that was better, that formula was better than breast milk. Hmm. Um, this actually had a big impact not just in the U.S., but in developing countries where it can be deadly for a woman to think breastfeeding is bad because formula is in short supply. Oh, wow. So... So there, there are things that are helping now. Of course, breastfeeding is again on the rise. Yay. Uh, more and more women are doing it. There's more education. There are things like baby-friendly hospitals and La Leche League. And there's tons of resources if you want to know about breastfeeding and why you should. Because you should. Breast so, is best. Breast is best. So, Sid, uh, rapid fire. I know you got some myths. Why don't you hit me with them? So just like good info was passed down from mothers to daughters for generations about breastfeeding... 
There are also a lot of wacky ideas that have persisted. Hit me. Ready. Okay. So one, drinking cow's milk will help you make human milk. Incorrect. No, absolutely not. Uh, Dark beer will help you make milk. Oh, yeah? Unfortunately, no. No, sadly not. (laughs) Uh, Some things to eat, peanuts, oatmeal, and fried pies. That, but that does not. No, I mean, if you want to, but sure, it does make breast milk. Uh, things not to eat. Onions, cabbage, spicy foods, and fruit juice. No, eat those if you want to. It doesn't matter. It's not going to make your baby gassy. There you go. A lot of people still think that. Eating gassy, e- eating foods that make you gassy does not make your baby gassy. Interesting. Uh, chocolate has been, has been known to cause either constipation or diarrhea, depending on whose mom you ask. In the baby? In the baby. Okay. And that is not true. But no. Right. Uh, there are a lot of um, kind of myths that surround around treating the woman like a cow. Mm-hmm. If it makes a cow produce milk, then it probably will make a woman. So have her eat alfalfa, only if she wants to. <laughs> and don't let her eat apples because those are notorious for, I guess, making cows not produce milk. Hmm. This is all a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, don't breastfeed after you have seen a death. <laughs> you could probably figure out spooked. that that's not true. Too spooked to lactate. <laughs> Uh, don't rock the baby while you are breastfeeding because you'll shake up your milk. Okay, come on. That's, seriously, come these on, are these are evil. things people tell you. Uh, don't touch cold things. It'll make your milk too cold. Okay. Like frozen meat. Don't handle frozen. No, Maybe the baby likes that from time to time. Mix it up a little bit. Ooh, mom, <laughs> chilly. Nice. Very refreshing. Uh, don't get scared, nervous, angry, or sexually aroused. Or your milk will sour. Am I supposed to not be scared? Freud just told me there's a there's a weird little peeping tom lashed on my on my breast. No, it's cool. You can get scared or sexually aroused or both if that's your thing. Excellent. It will not sour your milk. Excellent. And there, uh, depending on who you ask, after one month, three months, six months, one year, there's a myth that your milk will turn to water. Okay. This is not it true. It seems easy to troubleshoot that one. Honestly, old timey people. Again, there's tons of information on breastfeeding. Um, you should do it if you can. Obviously, there are women who can't, and there is uh, there are lots of, thankfully now, healthy, safe alternatives in formula products um, that if you have to use, you can, and you shouldn't feel bad about it if you do, because there's a lot of guilt associated with that, and mom shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, but if you can breastfeed, breast is breast. Breast, breast, breast is, is breast. Breast is, breast is breast from a doctor. Breast is best. Take it. Uh, thank it. you so much for listening to our program. Sydney, I see you got a pile of stuff over there. What do you what do you got? Well, we got a few people to thank this week, Justin, mm-hmm. um, who sent us some lovely little presents. Uh, first of all, Joshua, Danielle, and Coraline. And we have an adorable little picture here of Coraline. She is a cutie. Um, they sent us a whole list of things they have learned. They were quick to say this is not advice. These are just things they have learned from having a baby and also sent us a really cool book called Goldilocks and the Three Dinosaurs that I've already read and laughed at. Yeah, it was very funny. So thank you guys. And Coraline, you're adorable. We also got from Amanda and Kyra. Amanda is also known as Capitan Crochet. Give me that Twitter handle, Sid. Spell it for me. Which I appreciate. Let's see. Here, let me hand it to you. Wow. You, wow. Okay. Which one is the Twitter one? <laughs> C-A-P-P-N-C-R-O-C-H-E-T. So. <laughs> Captain Crochet. There's a lot of information. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out fast enough. It's all right. Sid. 
I just thought you couldn't read it. I was getting no, so sad. I wasn't. The baby's drinking your eyeballs. Tell. I was looking. I was there was a Tumblr, robbing you of and your there was eyesight. a Twitter and a Facebook, and I was looking. And I got overwhelmed. Uh, anyway, I was I was also overwhelmed at the beautiful present she sent us. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a, cross, is a, it's a, well, a crocheted blanket. Yeah, and an adorable little crocheted frog. We may have been using the blanket. And may have accidentally fallen asleep downstairs. So thank you for that. It made me feel very safe and loved. Yes. Thank you. It's wonderful. Thank you. Um, and last but not least, I want to thank uh, Susanna Roundtree who sent. Um, I mean, they're for me, but you can share them if you want to. Who sent me a whole bunch of Archie comic books? And, and she works for Archie for yes. Archie Co. Right? She works for Archie Comics, and I love Archie Comics. And she sent me a whole bunch of them, including Archie Meets Kiss, which I've always wanted to read and never have gotten to. So thank you so much. Thank you, Archies. Thank you, everybody. If you want to send us something, I, I mean, don't feel like you have to. <laughs> if you want to send us something, it's uh, Sawbones PO Box fifty four Huntington West Virginia two five seven zero six. Don't feel like you have to. It's just very, it's very nice when we do. Very sweet of you. Thank you. It made it, it made me feel really good today. Thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song "Medicines" for our intro and outro. And thank you to the Maximum Fun Network for having us on. Uh, as always, there's tons of great programs for you to listen to. Jordan Jesse Go, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Judge John Hodgman, uh, 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 The Goose Down, Lady to Lady, oh, oh No Ross and Carrie, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Uh, thank you so much. I could go on. There's there's a ton of great shows. MaximumFun.org. And hey. If you uh, don't have plans this July, uh, go to BoatParty.biz and take the cruise of your life. Max Fun is putting on uh, an amazing music and comedy cruise, the Atlantic Ocean Comedy Music Festival. Um, and they've got rooms available, and it's going to be an amazing time. And you should definitely get there. They've got a ton of great talent and uh, uh, musicians and fun and friendship. And it, it, seriously, it'll be the best time of your life with some surprisingly affordable cabins. So go to boatparty.biz. Uh, do that. Uh, go to simple.com for slash sawbones. Uh, share the show with somebody you love. Sawbonesshow.com is our web address. And you can share, uh, rate us on iTunes and review us there. That means the world to us. And, and suggest topics to us anytime on Twitter. Yeah. And you can email us sawbonesmaximumfun.org. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next Tuesday, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.